Hey y'all, and welcome back to the couch. This is Mommy Couch Confessions, and I'm your host, Raquilla Denae of RaquillaDenae.com, military spouse, homeschooling mom, communication stylist, and encouragement extraordinaire. Today on the couch, we are talking about education. Y'all, in this age of virtual schooling slash going back to school in a pandemic slash all of the things, social distancing, it has made education that much more of a struggle for some kids and some parents. Now, we've been a homeschooling family for about three years. And our journey to homeschooling is maybe a little more unconventional. Before I had children, I'd always wanted to homeschool because I like the freedom of not having to get permission to do life. Like if we wanted to take a trip during the school year when ticket prices are cheaper, I didn't want them missing out on school or school work or being told how many days we can or can't be gone. Well, fast forward to having a kid. And when it came time for kindergarten, I was, part of me was prepared for her to go, but a part of me still wanted to homeschool. Insert baby number two and postpartum depression. And the big kid had to go to kindergarten if we wanted her to, you know, be relatively well adjusted because I was not just being honest. But she went and while she loved it, I just in my heart felt like homeschooling is what we should do. And also because it just felt like I was constantly having to battle and advocate for my child. And I was spending a lot of energy and a lot of time and it was creating a lot of uncomfortable relationships with individuals in that particular school. And I also didn't want her to be labeled, you know, as the kid with the difficult mom, which I was not being difficult. I really tried my best to volunteer and to be helpful and make myself available as much as possible. But there were just some things I could not get jiggy with. And so for us, it became apparent that, well, I'll say for me, that homeschooling was the answer. My husband, mm, Ooh, they need a little convincing. He was not immediately on board, but we agreed to do one year and just see how it goes. And that was three years ago. But we're not just having a discussion today about how a child is educated because it's kind of like breastfeeding. You know, we've all heard the slogans, breast is best, or as long as baby's fed. Listen, whether you send your kids to school, whether you pray for them, pray, <laughs> pay for them to go to private school, whether you have an au pair that comes to your home, they homeschool, whatever decision you make for your children, that's the decision you make. And you're making it to the best of your ability for their benefit. There's no doubt about that. And there's no shame or guilt in whatever means and method you choose. More specifically, what I wanna talk about in regard to education is how we approach the importance of education with our children. I am from a military family. Listen, there's no complaint. You get the mission, you complete the mission, you move on. You get the work, you do the work, you move on. I was told from a very young age that a C is mediocre and that I was exceptional. So a C was not okay. It was not applauded. I also struggled with math from probably the eighth grade until I graduated college. 
But I remember very vividly being on punishment and not having freedoms because I had a D in math with the idea being you're not applying yourself or you're not paying attention when really I was putting more effort into that class than my other classes because I didn't, I just didn't get it. And a lot of times we tend to want to focus on the weak areas to get them stronger and neglect the areas where our children or even ourselves thrive. As I have gone through the process of therapy and just addressing some things, I have come to realize that for me, a grade is not an indicator of understanding. It's just not. How many of us got through college because we stayed up all night studying? No, it wasn't studying. We binged material, hoping that we could memorize it long enough to spew it back out on the test in order to pass. We all figured out how to give the types of answers that would get the greatest response from teachers, professors, all of the above. But that's not learning. That is a process of memorization dumping. You don't gain lifelong skills that way. You don't keep knowledge when you do that. It's a very short term way of receiving information. But what do we really want our children to be educated on in this life? Because some of the things that they're going to learn in school, I mean, not as beneficial as school makes it seem. How many of us had to memorize Pythagorean theorem? Right? Show of hands. When have we ever used Pythagorean theorem? It has not helped me refinance a house. It has not helped me finance a vehicle. It has not helped me navigate difficult relationships. It has not helped me deal with grief and loss. None of the above. But I know it. I can work a problem using PEMDAS, no problem. But those things don't help me in the midst of a depression. They don't help me when I've been rejected. And so I think it's really important and that we start to have the conversation out loud that education is not just about reading, writing, and arithmetic. Because how many of us know or have seen people who are like road scholars as children go to college and completely fall off the wagon? Like, just go off the deep end. Or how many of us have seen people who excel academically through life and then get to adulthood and they don't function well? They don't have interpersonal skills. They don't take rejection well. It's a real thing. And so we also have to be mindful that when we're talking about educating, we don't just focus specifically on academics. Now, for me and our family, our foundation is in Christ. We use biblical principles when we are educating, disciplining, just talking about life. And there are times where I will stop and say, listen, we're going to put school on hold right now because we're having a character development moment. And we have to deal with that. Y'all heard that little beep? I know. I'll figure out how to edit it out one of these days. But we have to deal with it. We can't just overlook it. 
and say, oh, you know, it's fine as long as the work is done because then we're creating habits. And many of us adopted habits as children that we still are trying to unlearn today as adults. We have adopted coping mechanisms and survival tactics and messaging that are not beneficial to us. But guess what we can do? We can pass a test. Mm -hmm. We know how to give people the answers that they want. True education and learning is not merely about an expression of academic achievement. Let me say that again. True education and learning is not merely about an expression of academic achievement. We don't want our children believing the lie that they are the sum total of their GPAs. Because y'all, that was me. I'm gonna, we're gonna have a quick story time. So in high school, by the time I got to my senior year, I had decided I didn't wanna be there. Why should I be here? I know what I'm doing. I'm prepared for the world. I'm not going to spend my time here. So because I'm quite observant and I'm really good at giving people the answers they're looking for, I got to senior year and my very first semester, I had a health teacher and I could tell off the rip, this woman did not like me. I wish I could remember her name. I might have to pull my transcript out and check. But I knew she didn't like me. And she pulled me aside after class and said, you act like you don't wanna be here. And I said, honestly, I don't. I don't. It was a health class, it was boring. Like, why? And she said, well, why are you even showing up to my class? And I said, well, because I need these credits to graduate, but it's clear that you don't like me. So let's make a deal. I'll come to your class on Mondays and find out what we're learning for the week. And I'll come back on Fridays and I'll bring you all the homework and pass my test. You'll give me my A. You don't have to deal with me and I don't have to be here. And she looked at me kind of sideways and said, fine. Well, I started going to class on Monday and Friday. And wouldn't you know, I got an A in her class. It was that moment that I told myself, what is the point? What is the point? Now, if we're looking at education as merely academic achievement, we can say, wow, she really knew what she was doing. She got an A in that class. When the reality was, I was never there. And my mom would ask, when report cards came out, how do you have you know, 24 absences or 15 tardies. And I said, mom, do you, that's gotta be a typo. How do I have an A in the class and I'm never there? Makes sense, right? Well, we'll talk about how that story unfolded at the end of senior year, later on down the line. But the point is what I learned in that moment was time management. I had to figure out how to manage myself and my time in order to get those things done without being present. I learned autonomy. I learned how to use my voice. I learned the art of negotiation. All of those things were very much present in my education, but were not tied to academic achievement. Mind you, I had classmates going to this class five days a week, barely pulling a C, looking at me confused. And we want our children to grow up and know that learning and being educated is not just about the grade you get on a test or in a class. For us, I want my children to be so educated on the things of Christ and biblical principle that when they get depressed, 
that when they are rejected, that when that boy they like does break their heart, they have a foundation to fall back on. There's no GPA in the world that prepares you for the loss of a friend. Whether it's the end of a relationship or the death of that friend. There's no textbook in the world that prepares you to deal with a broken heart. None. And sadly, we've gotten to this place where we feel like education and academic achievement equate a level of wholeness or talent and ability. And that is so far from the truth. It, we don't need another generation of children who think that if they just work hard enough that they'll be enough. There are plenty of us born in the 80s in therapy for those very issues right now. And so how do you change that? One, think about what would have helped you if you had learned when you were younger, X, Y, or Z, how would that have helped you? And then give that to your children. Is it easy? No. Let me just, <laughs> let me bust that bubble right now. Discussing grief, loss, finances, friendships, all of those things with children, whether your kids are eight, or 18, it's not easy because they have no point of reference. And to them, we're all old, right? We remember looking at our parents thinking, gosh, they're so old. Well, guess what? That's us now. That is us. Especially as I sit here looking at the grays growing in. Well, silvers because she's not graying. But that's neither here nor there. We want our children to be prepared for this world. A 4.0 is not prepared for this world. Acceptance into college is not prepared for this world. But understanding personal boundaries, being empowered to use their voice, knowing how to discern things within themselves and make choices empowered by their foundational and spiritual beliefs as opposed to merely being swayed by peer pressure, those are the things that are going to help them. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of the mistakes that we made as teenagers or young adults came from a place of just not knowing, like sheer ignorance, sheer ignorance. And McDouble logic, you know, where like two plus two is five because the one is silent. That's the kind, that's the kind of math you do as a kid, you know? You think on your feet, not realizing your feet are sinking because you don't know what you're doing. And so it is imperative that we as parents have these conversations with them and that we not hold them to an educational standard that really is like one size fits all. How many times do we go in stores and say, I really like that shoe. It says one size fits all. I'm going to buy it. Never, never, ever, never. Even slippers have sizes, small, medium, and large. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever bought a pair of slippers that were not your size, Listen, you know, you already know the struggle to keep them on, the back pain, all of the things. And so it is really, really important that we get honest with ourselves so that we can be honest with our children. The idea that they have to go to college, y'all, what happens if they wake up and they realize they don't want to go? Then what? Does that destroy your relationship with your child because they've made a choice for themselves? What happens if your child is just not very 
academically inclined. Does that mean that they have to spend 12 years being berated or disciplined or feeling less than because they can't meet um, a standard that is set for them by teachers or schools or by you? And if that's the case, if that mediocre C, which is the best they have to offer, is not enough for you, then what are we teaching them? To be disingenuous to themselves? to push themselves to a limit in order to please someone else, regardless of what it may cost them. Because if we were to put that standard in a friendship that they held or a relationship, we would be quick to say, oh no, don't do that. But there's something about education, specifically academic achievement that makes us forget all of these other truths. Having a child who has empathy who understands loss, who understands the difference between a credit and a debit, having kids who can navigate the world around them, who are comfortable dealing with people who might not look like them or who may be different from them, all of those things count as education. They're learning. They're learning how to navigate their world. They're learning how to figure out who they are in relation to those around them and the situations that they encounter. Give them credit for that. There are a lot of us as adults who are still struggling with those very things. Because for us, we are so used to having to have a title or meet a standard that we, we really don't know how to comfortably be ourselves. To me, it's better we teach our children how fearfully and wonderfully made they are, that they can be empowered in their uniqueness, as opposed to making them meet a standard academically and saying that that is what they are worthy of. Because truth be told, we begin to internalize our achievement. If you fail a test, you're a failure. If you get a D, you lack understanding. If you get demoted at work, you're a poor employee. If you get fired or lay off, laid off, you're not worthy. But our lives are so much more than that because even in the midst of those circumstances, we are still amazing friends. We might still be financially savvy. We may still be incredibly creative or giving. And all of those things get negated when we tie education directly to academic achievement. So y'all, as I walk through educating our children, as we walk through educating our children, just take a moment and see how you define education. And if that for you is solely tied to academic achievement, I challenge you to think outside the box because there may come a day where the things that your children learn in school are not gonna serve them. When life gets hard, and sadly for some kids, life is getting hard, earlier and earlier in age. And there are traumas and real life struggles that they are having to see and navigate. And if that's the case, then making room for writing that paper becomes increasingly more difficult. But they are no less worthy. Looking at the attributes of our children so that we can applaud their efforts and their humanness is educating them in this life. And so until we meet again on the couch, just 
take a minute and think about education, how your education served you, how you define it. And I look forward to seeing you back here next time. See ya.